Hallelujah. Touch him, Lord. Touch him, Lord. Good to be in his presence. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Good place to be. Good to know God's still in control. Ain't nothing sneaks up on him. You pray the Lord to use us just for a little bit tonight. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms chapter 32. Psalms chapter 32. I've been in some places before now. If they'd have been here tonight, they'd have, we'd have had to work with them a little. I know everybody may not shout, but uh, don't get mad at the ones that do. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Philip told me here a while back. He said, "Well, that you know, that's all, that emotion stuff. That ain't that ain't where it's at." I said, "Well, I'm glad I got something I can feel." Yeah. I mean, somebody as big as God moves inside of you. That's right. That'd be like standing beside a stick of dynamite and it go off and you and you say, Was that a firecracker? I believe when God moves in you, there's something gonna happen. Problem is too many folk got over Calvary. I can't help but get Excited that somebody said, Well, that was yeah. the most terrible thing that ever happened. I'm aware of that. Best thing ever happened for me. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But he called the angels, we'd still be lost, headed right. for hell. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad I had a head on collision with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Changed yeah. my life as a young child. Been working on me ever since, and I'm just grateful that, bless God, he's still working on me. And one of these days, he'll get done and take me to heaven. Yeah. I'm going. Yes. I'm going now. It's a, you, if every one of you quit, I'm going. Come on, brother. They know we're coming, preacher. That's right. Heaven knows I'm coming. I told them, I ain't got mine to cancel my reservation. Come on, brother. Glory to God. Things on the roll. Amen. Psalms 32, I'll just read one verse. The last verse, if you found your place, stand for the reading of the word and reverence of the Lord. Psalms 32, verse 11. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous. And shout for joy. Now, that's what my King James Bible says. All ye that are upright in heart. I want to preach tonight on this subject. I've got something to shout about. I've got something to shout about. If you you study the Old Testament, the book of Habakkuk, one of the the minor prophets, in chapter 1, it's just three verses. When you go home tonight, if you have study time, read it. It'll take you about 15, 20 minutes to read the whole book, just three chapters. But in chapter 1, he's worried. 
In chapter 2, he's on his watchtower. He's watching and he's writing. And in chapter 3, he's worshiping. Yeah. And if you read that, now you're going to find out things ain't so good where he's at. But here's what he's decided. I'm going to rejoice. And I'm going to have joy anyway. If the stalls are empty, if the vines are fruitless, if the fig tree fails to bear figs, I will rejoice in the Lord. Great man of God, preacher Roger Duncan, done a study on that. And here's what he said. Rejoice means to do this. And joy means to do this. Thank you, Jesus. So if it be all right, come on. See, that don't bother me what Joe gets and how he worships. Some folks say, well, that's peculiar. Well, that's what the Bible says. In a good way. Amen. And everybody ought to shout once before they go to heaven. It'll make you feel good. Have you ever watched them, uh, them guys that does that? Karate and stuff, you know, yeah. hit them boards. And yeah. You ever yeah. notice Go what ahead. they do? Yeah. <laughs> right about the time they get there, they shout. Yeah. It brings power in there. And the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of His people. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's quiet time. I know there's a time to weep, a time to mourn, a time to rejoice. I've been in all them situations. But I think they'd be less mourning if we'd just try to do more rejoicing. See, we've quit rejoicing and our altars are getting barren. Because the fact what I see across this nation, I see Christian people going to the same places the sinners go. Doing the same things they do. Wearing the same clothes they wear. And they look at us that now like the world is looking at our nation that we're weak. My friend, it's time the people of God stand and shout and stand on the wall and cry out and spare not. There is a God in heaven. Take care of all of us. I got something to shout about. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your place, your people, your power, your presence. As I ask every night, Lord, I pray you eclipse your preacher in the Holy Spirit and God the shadow of the cross. Lord, to just preach what you would have me to say and say not that which you would have me not to say. God, and when we're done, Lord, anything that's accomplished here tonight, we'll give you praise, glory, and honor for we ask it in the precious name of Jesus our Lord. And amen. You can be seated. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. I was actually traveling from one meeting to another and uh, I, it was impossible to get from one Sunday morning where we were to, to where we were going that Sunday night. So we decided to stop in a, a church and just have be in service. To just get a set and listen uh, to the singing and listen to the preaching. And, and somebody said, well, I could have scheduled another appointment. But I just needed to, to feast a little. Amen. 
needed some time to, to just glean and said. And the, and the preacher that night was preaching. He had preached a two-part sermon. I didn't get the first part of that morning. But he was preaching on worship. Now, there's a difference in praise and worship. They're both important. Praise is when we give God thanks for what He has done for us. Worship is when we just give Him praise for who He is. Whether He does anything for us or not that day. Anybody can get happy when God's done something miraculous for us. But as I preached Monday night, it's in those times of darkness and trials and discouragement when you can still say, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. As Job said, though you slay me, yet I will trust in thee. Just a few things tonight, and I want to tell you why I've got a reason to shout. Number one, the greatest reason that I have to shout tonight is nothing else but my Savior. I've got a Savior, amen, the Savior of the world, and the one that paid for all of sin's debt, and bless God, I have chosen to cash in. I've been redeemed by my Savior's precious of blood. We got in a discussion here a while back, and and I'll just be honest with you. If somebody asks me a question, I think that I have the right to answer that question. And sometimes I I, I know what they're doing, and and I don't think really they mean to be wrong, but sometimes we're wrong when we don't even think we are. But I've heard so many gospel songs in recent days, uh, when they begin to even talk about Christ on the cross, uh, they'll say this, that He spilled His blood. My friend, when I hear that, I cringe. I can't help it. The word spilled means an accident or wasted. And may I say tonight, the reason I've got something to shout about, my Savior shed blood was not wasted. It was not an accident. Before the foundation of the world, Calvary was designed that you and I could be saved. I say, bless God, if you're up you got something to shout about. Somebody said, well, there's many gods, there's many things, there's many little G-gods, but there's only one God. There's only one Jehovah. There's a lot of folks worshiping a God that has eyes and can't see, ears and cannot hear, arms and cannot hold, feet but cannot move. But can I tell you, somebody said, well, your God died. Yes, he did, but he didn't stay dead. He's Savior. And on the third and appointed morning, the Savior got up. And here's what he said. Behold, I am he who is alive and dead. And I'm alive forevermore. I've got the keys of hell and death. And as I live, ye shall live also. I say, bless God. If nothing else you've got to shout about, if you've got the Savior, you want to get on your feet and say, bless God. I'm saved. Somebody said, well, who is that Savior? I'm so glad you asked. He is God's Son. One writer said, He's the Rose of Sharon. 
He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright in the morning star. He is the bread to those that are hungry. He's the river and fountain of life to those that are thirsty. And if you drink, you shall never thirst again. He is God's begotten. Amen. Was there in creation, but yet came to a sin-cursed world. Was born of a woman without sin. And blessed God lived a perfect life. I went to a cross and cried, It is finished to that. For a salvation was bought for anyone that would accept it. Can I tell you tonight, lost friend, your redemption's been paid for. You just need to accept that. Somebody said, well, uh, give me a little more of that. I'll tell you what, it ain't my opinion that really matters. But I like what the Bible says. Uh, John said, who I am your brother and companion in tribulation was on the word of the Lord's sake, was on the Isle of Patmos uh, for the word of the Lord's sake. And he said, I heard behind me the voices of a trumpet and as of a sound of many waters. And he said this, he said, behold, he cometh in the clouds and every eye shall see him even though that pierced him. And he said, I turned to see the voice which spake unto me. And when I turned, I saw him clothed with the garment down to his feet. A brother, his head sorted with the golden girdle. His feet was as brass burning a furnace. His hair was as snow. Out of his mouth came a sharp sword. His eyes was as a flame of fire. And John said, I fell dead. But he said he laid his right hand upon me and said, Fear not, John, for I'm Alpha, I'm Omega. I'm the beginning, I'm the end. I am the first, I am the last. I'm he that was and is and is to come. What thou seest, write down in the book and give it to the seven churches of Asia. Oh, and on over yonder. About chapter 4 I see a multitude of angels crying glory, honor and power is given unto thee. And they are worthy. And then in chapter 5 John said, I saw in the right hand of God on a throne a book written with him and on the back side was sealed with seven seals thereof and I heard a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who was able to open the book and loose the seals and look thereon and John said no man in heaven no man in earth was found able to open the book and he said I said weeping because no one was found but as I said weeping an elder cried unto me and said, Weep not, John. For behold, the lion in the tribe of Judah, out of the root of David, one hath prevailed. Who's able to open the book and look the And look there all. And John said, I saw him, oh, and in the midst of the throne of Lamb, having been slain before the foundation of the world, having seven horns and seven eyes, and in the golden mist of the candlestick, there he was. And he said, I heard them, uh, 24 elders, uh, as they bowed on their feet, uh, and they laid their crowns and cried, Holy, 
Holy, holy, and thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and power and honor. For thou hast been slain before the foundation of the world. And he said the vials were open and the plagues begin to come. But in chapter 7, he said, I saw and know a number that no man can number. And God said, an elder said, who are these? He said, surely thou knowest. These are they. Or can I say, they were us who have come up through great tribulation, having their worlds washed white in the blood of the Lamb. I say, bless God forever. I'm glad this evening I've got something to shout about. I've got a Savior. That's a lie. And we. That's him. That's who I'm a servant. And may I say it's a pleasure to serve him. Well, that's hard on you. Hallelujah. What else have I got to shout about? Not just the Savior. But because of the Savior, I have salvation. And the Bible said this. Let the redeemed say so. Amen. Amen. We got a right to shout. What do you mean, preacher? When the doctor comes and looks at you and says, Hey, you've got cancer. Just look at him and say so. Amen. When they come to tell you, Hey, this ain't right. That ain't right. Just look at them and say, So? Amen. And when they say, Yeah, you, I haven't got much time to go. Just look at them and say, So? Well, preacher, because salvation is of the Lord. And in the absence of this body is to be present with God. I say so. But I declare unto you, it's a place that's been sanctified, glorified, and set aside and given to God. It is the house of the Lord. And I know it ain't just in the building, but I'm glad when I can come to the sanctuary and meet with God's people and the presence of God comes. 
sanctuary. Folks say, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Well, if you're a Christian, you'll want to go to church. Kind of like telling the duck it can't go to the water. Look up here. Look up here. I ain't hard to find. That don't just make good even horse sense. Why wouldn't you want to go? Well, there's people in the church. Uh, oh, ain't living right. Ain't doing right. Well, bless God. Uh, I tell you what. That's always been uh, and always yeah. will be. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. Uh, I'd much rather go to church with them uh, than end up in hell with them. Uh, bless God. I'm worried about him. I'm worried about me. And because of my Savior, my salvation, let them do what they want to. I'm going to serve him. He better or he's going to kill me more. <laughs> what else she got to shout about? The Savior? Salvation? The sanctuary? That might get a little quiet here for a minute, but I'll pick you back up. Sanctification. Allowing God to set you apart and make you more like Him. And I, here's what I found. That if you'll let Him be God and Lord, you're going to have a better life than you are struggling through what you're doing now. I'm telling you. You know, this this thing of Christianity, I, I, I grew up in an era, I just turned 50 this year. I grew up in an era and a place in Kentucky, rural Kentucky, up a holler. And uh, we didn't get to Saturday Grand Ole Opry where I lived till Tuesday. <laughs> Some of y'all get that tomorrow. I mean, we lived up a holler. The hill came right down to the creek on each side. And when they went to church, when I went to church as a child, them sisters, I, I tell them I went to church in the era when you dodged bobby pins. Yes. Uh, go ahead. No fun intended. I'm just telling you the truth. Them ladies would go to the beauty shop on Friday, get that hair stacked on their head, pretty, come to church on Sunday. We'd be sitting back there acting quiet, being quiet, because they'd wear you out if you didn't get quiet. They'd go to singing, start shouting. I'd be sitting back there and you could watch it start Wait. I'm telling you the truth. And before long, they'd be up on the floor shouting, ladies shouting. They called it shouting their hair down. They didn't care who saw them. 
They didn't care what happened. It was in the spirit and the power of God. The men would be on the stage. The ladies would be down on the floor. They, nobody ever run into nobody. Nobody ever got hurt. Bless God, you just dodged the bobby pins and you felt something that you never felt before. You didn't feel it at school. You didn't feel it in town. You didn't feel it nowhere else. But when you went to the house of God and people started getting right with God, bless the Lord, and they started living right. God would show up and the shout would go out. Somebody said, why do you reckon they did that? Because God hadn't spoiled them like he has us. They's grateful to be the church because God had blessed them to feed their kids another week. You know I'm telling the truth. I've got something else to shout about. Salvation is the Savior. Sanctuary. Sanctification. Let me just throw this in. This just comes in. Suffering for Jesus. He said rejoice when you fall into divers temptation. Now he didn't say when you jump. There's a difference. Rejoice. Yeah. How do you do that, preacher? You've got to have God in your heart. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be happy about it. See, too many people trying to make it on happiness. Happiness is predicated on what's happening around you. I sometimes ain't happy, but most of all the time I have joy. Even if I ain't happy, I've still got Him in my heart. And by the way, before somebody leaves the turning point, Free Will Baptist Church and says evangelist Mike Blanton thinks it's all in the shout. I'm just as saved when I'm quiet as I am when I'm shouting. Bless God. I know it ain't in that I'm saved because the Word says I'm saved. And Jesus saved my soul. And bless God. But for the life of me, I don't see how people can keep from getting a little bit unhappy or happy and undignified when they've saved and gone to heaven. C.H. Spurgeon said this. He said, stars can be seen from the bottom of a well that cannot be detected from atop a mountain. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. So that right there would make a Presbyterian kick the back out of his head. What do you mean? You'll see more of God in your suffering than you will in anything else. Because God is the one that takes us through. Now watch this. What else have I got to shout about? Sinners are still being saved. I was at a church recently. Preacher said they hadn't had nobody saved in two years. I'd have jumped off a cliff. I I, I just think, you know, when I pa- I pastored for twenty two years, and I'm not being mean or nothing. I, I I'm just telling you how I feel about it. I, I pastored for 22 years. 
And if people came to my church lost and stayed lost, it embarrassed me. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, preacher. I told one fellow one day, I said, you need to be getting saved. You're making me look bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. And, I mean, he's my buddy. He yeah. called me on the way down here. I, he said, what do you mean? I said, just what I said. <laughs> I said, don't you one other time. Don't, I don't want you one more time to walk out of this church, shake my hand, and tell me what a good sermon I preached yeah. today. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. He said, well, what's the matter with you? I said, ain't nothing the matter with me. It's you. Yeah. He said, what? I said, you're lost. Yeah. Well, I know it, but it's still good preaching. I said, well, get saved. Right. Next Sunday, I mean God unloaded the whole cannon on him. Yeah. Somebody said, you get personal about this thing. Well, I don't want you to go to hell. People say, well, I'll preach you. You've got to be careful. You'll run them off. Where are you going to run them off to? Hell number two? Yeah. Yeah. There's a multitude of people out there in the Walmarts, in the Dollar Tree, and everywhere you go shopping, and everywhere you're at, there's a multitude of people just wanting somebody to love them. And tell them Jesus loves them. Sinners are still being saved. I'll share this story and I'm done. First church I pastored was in Marion, Ohio. There was a fellow and his wife lived three doors down from the church. She was a Christian. He was not. He was more faithful than any member I had. I'm telling you, it's the truth. He never met. If she got up sick on Sunday morning, he'd come without her. Him as lost as a hillbilly in New York. I'm telling you, it's the truth. And he 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 put near just adopted. They just put near adopted us as their kids. Yeah. And I'd preach and preach and preach and preach and, and I mean, if we had work day, he's there. If we had a cookout, he's working grilling. I mean, he'd do anything. You ask him. And one day I was by vocational at that point. And uh, I, I, I was, I sold carpet for a living. And uh, my dad said I could sell an Eskimo ice chest and tell him why he needs it. <clears throat> and I was, I, I was out about three or four miles from his house. And, and God spoke to me and told me to go witness to him. And just talk one-on-one. Now, we'd talked before, but and I'd kind of, it's, when I'd get close to what, what I wanted to talk to him about, he'd, he'd had enough church. He'd, he'd head me off. He'd always head me off. He had a little apple orchard. I knowed he was spraying his apples. So I stopped in, walked back in the orchard, and there he was. And at this point, he's probably 75. And... Uh, He's back there up on in the tree spraying his apples and everything. I went back there and I, I was talking to him. He said, hey, preacher. I said, hey, Floyd, how you doing? He said, well, I'm doing good. He said, I've been to the doctor today and he said, told me I looked like I was going to live a while. I thought, hey, ain't no use talking to him. The doctor done told him he's going to live a while. And I let the devil cheat me out of talking to him that day. And I went home and I prayed. I mean, I intercessed through prayer. Fasted. Didn't eat. 
I wanted to see old Floyd saved. Yeah. Two weeks later, Sunday morning, it was on, Dusty. I mean, they were throwing babies and hymn books and <laughs> shouting. I mean, preacher, it was on. Some of you look at me like I'm crazy. It used to be like that. that used to, hey, this used to be the normal when we went to church. Now you go to some, and if somebody died, it'd take the corner 20 minutes to find out which one of them did it. You know I'm telling the truth. I escaped down the center aisle. I sick was singing off the chandelier. Got a six-foot polar bear in the pulpit, and they wonder why ain't nothing going on. Too much worried about their job to preach what the book says. (laughs) That didn't cost no extra, but we will take another offering if you want to. (laughs) That Sunday morning, that Sunday morning, I mean, it was just, it was right. And I mean, they were, it was, people had already come into the altar, people being saved. I heard stood old Floyd back there. But this day, I just felt different about him. He had that look on his face that I've never really saw him in church. And God said, you need to tell him today's the day. I said, I ain't doing it. Now, this is all in my subconscious. This is going on. God's speaking to me, and they're shouting. I'm, I'm dodging people. People are getting saved. Floyd said, but God said, you, I told you, you better tell you. I ain't never done that before in my life. And I'm telling you, God said, do it. Yeah. It got to the point I was afraid if I didn't do it, he ain't going to die. I was going to die. So I, in my cunning way, while they were singing and shouting, folks getting saved. You know, people get happy when their kids get saved or their parents get saved. Somebody gets saved. You know, they, they, don't, they ain't caring what you're doing. They have an time. And that's how it was. And I, I just kind of eased back about four pews from where he's at. He, for instance, he'd be sitting like where, where, where Dusty was. And he was standing there and... and I, I just got about this close right here. They're shouting and squalling and going on. He made eye contact with me. I said, Floyd, God said, today's your day. Son, he fell in his seat like you'd shot him. Yeah. I mean, he plopped down. I thought, oh, dear Lord. I said, now, Floyd, four years I've been preaching to you. I ain't never said a word. You know this ain't me, it's God. I said, you best be getting out there and getting saved. Son, when he went by me, <laughs> listen, I mean, he went by me. His brother-in-law done told me, you can forget him. He's done lost. He ain't going to get saved. I said, if that's the last thing I'll do, I'll win him to Jesus. Yeah. Son, he went by me like you'd shot him out of a cannon. <laughs> Got saved. And the devil, I hate the devil. Don't yeah. you? Yeah. And and you had to know Floyd. Floyd was just Floyd. Help anybody, give you the shirt off his back, do anything for anybody. But he was a very prideful fella in his dress, in his action. He, I mean, he private and prideful. That's all it was. That's why he hadn't ever got saved. The devil said, 
He might have went through that altar, but you'll never get him in the creek. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went home and I mean, I wrestled all day. I'm telling you, I'm thinking. About 4 o'clock, phone call. Phone rang. That's when we had phones at the house. <laughs> My boy was home. He answered the phone. He, he said, hold on. Dad wanted on the phone. I went in there, and and, and I'm not throwing this is funny, but it, it's, it's the truth. And the reason I figured he wouldn't be baptized is because he was actually bald and he wore a comb over. <laughs> and he, I'm telling you, don't you could do anything, don't touch his hair. <laughs> don't mess with it. He's just that way. I know him. <laughs> I know you can laugh. It's funny. I laughed. I mean, if he wore it down, he went hung down past his shoulder and he wiped that thing over. That's the truth. I may have to do it one day. But <laughs> and that, I mean, you know, the devil, he'll come at you at those things. I said, hello. He said, preacher. I said, hey, Floyd. I said, how are you, buddy? He said, I'm doing fine. He said, it'd be all right if I get baptized tonight. I said, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, it'll be fine. I said, the water might not be real warm, but I said one thing about it. We'll get her done. Son, when God saves you, he saves all of you. Come over it all. Amen. Bless God forever. What are you saying? Sinners can still be saved. What's the great about that? Come on, brother. Bless him, Lord. Bless him, Jesus. He's about 80, what, 89 now. Where'd he go? I just saw him a month ago. I was at a church, and his wife brought him. She had to tell him who I was. He don't remember. But when we started singing, I started preaching. It was as though we went back 20 years. Oh, and as he went out, he hugged me and he said, Preacher, you still got it. <laughs> hey! It works! I've got something to shout about. Why? Because everybody in the church had given up on him. But I knew God died for him. And listen, I don't care what people say about you. I don't care where you've been, what you've done. God will save you. If you'll let him. I've got something to shout about. So here's the conclusion. I'm not being mean. I don't mean to be rude. I'm just going to be honest. If you're here tonight and you're lost and you don't leave here saved, ain't but one reason. You just don't want to. Because there's everything here that it takes to get it done. Yeah. Well, you mean everything. Ain't got nothing to do with us. That's right. Come on, God's here. Come on. And here's what I tell you. If God ain't touched your heart tonight and you're lost, I'd come to this altar and beg, he, beg him to touch my heart. That's right, preacher. What do you mean? Because he said my spirit would not always strive with me. Them folks thought Floyd done went too long. 
Evidently he had. He's still saved tonight. It's amazing. Sometimes he don't even know his wife. But he knows Jesus. She said when I, when he gets, you know, bad, we just start talking about church things and he it seems to help us. Come on. Let me close with this story. I was going to close with that and forgive me. You've been here, you know, I usually close three times anyway. One for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Lord. I read a story. Old preacher man, his wife, he'd been preaching 70 years. They'd been married as long. In the last years of his life, he developed that terrible disease. Didn't know his children. Didn't know where he lived. Didn't know his wife. One day, she took him to the doctor for an examination. Doctor told her, said, you know, I hate to tell you, but it's just going to progressively get worse. And she said, Doc, she said, can I ask you something? He said, well, sure. She said, there's just something I, I don't understand. And she said, no, I don't doubt God. I, 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 I love God. We spent our life together serving God. Yeah. But she said, there's just one thing I don't understand. He said, what's that? She said, he don't know me. Don't know his kids, his grandkids. Couldn't get back to the house if he was out somewhere. Don't even know where he lived. Can't even remember to eat. She said, but every night, without fail, every night without fail, when I put him to bed, she said, I put him in his bed, I put the covers up on him, and we'd all pray. And she said, I'll start the prayer. And said, he'll preach. Until he preaches himself to sleep. And says, quote the Bible. And preach. Like he's a young man. And she says, and she's just kind of venting. She just says, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't understand that. The doctor looked at her and said, man. Said, I can help you with that. Said, all these other things that you've told me. That he can't remember was in his mind. And he said when he starts preaching and he hears praying, he says that ain't in his mind. That comes from his heart. And she looked at him and said, I'm satisfied. And I tell you, it doesn't matter what happens in the evening of your life. If you know Jesus and you're saved, you'll have something to shout about. Because the separation will be glory. When we shall see him and bow at his feet and think, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, nobody's looking around. Thank you.
Could I ask you something this evening? I don't know your hearts. Don't pretend to be looking inside of you. Just a man of God, just preaching the word. Could I ask you tonight, is there anyone here that's not yet saved? If you want us to die tonight, you'd be lost, lost forever. But you don't want to die in that condition. This won't save you. I'm not telling you it will. I'd love to pray for you. Would you slip up your hand and take it right back down and say, Preacher, I'm not saved. Would you pray for me? Is there one anywhere? Just slip it up and take it right back down. You'll be I won't come to you. I don't want to embarrass you. I'd just love to pray for you. Is there one anywhere? Just slip it up and say, Pray for me. How about it? Maybe there's someone here that's been saved. You know in your heart you're not where you ought to be with God. Can I tell you, as you've heard every night, God's not mad at you. God loves you. He cares for you. You just need to come home. Would you slip up your hand and say, Preacher, that's me. Would you pray for me? Is there anyone anywhere to do that much? How about it? I'm going to ask you this. You're saved tonight and you know you're saved. But deep down in your heart, if you're honest with yourself and you're honest with God, you know that shout ain't like it used to be or even like you want it to be. Can I tell you that every child of God will go through that time? necessarily anything that you've done could be but it's not always that maybe you just need to come and talk with him would you be honest tonight slip up your hand and say preacher the message was for me I've let the devil take my shout I've let him just steal my joy I'm tired of living in that would there be one or more just slip up your hand and say preacher God bless is there anyone else God bless you is there another God bless you. God bless you. Look up here, this preacher. Can I be? I'll be honest with you. I've been there. I've had the cares of life, the weight of things on my shoulders at times that I, I felt like I didn't have a reason to shout. I knew I was saved. Don't misunderstand. But can I tell you? The greater the battle. <laughs> the greater the battle. The greater the blessing. So you have an opportunity tonight to come. We're going to stand and they're going to sing. And it doesn't matter what it is. God can take care of it. And maybe this. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of a people anymore that God does something for us and we really don't come and thank Him like we ought to. Because we're afraid if we come to this altar, somebody's going to think we've done something wrong. Who cares what people think? Here's, here's what I tell my children. I tell my children, if you have to hang on to the horns of the altar, and ride that altar and jump off at the pearly gates. I said, you do it. Don't miss it. Do what you got to do. They're going to sing, would you come? Would you come tonight? Whoever needs to come. Would you? Come on.
you, Lord. Other up. Don't be though. Don't be on the job tomorrow wishing. Boy, I wish that took advantage of that opportunity. Y'all to come. Y'all to come. Thank you, God. Thank you.